Can you hear me okay? Yep. All right. So I was telling Omar uh, a couple days ago. Wait, wait, wait. Introduce yourself. No one, uh, no one listening knows who you are. My name is Ruben. I'm the phone op. I help out mugs a lot here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Okay. So I was telling uh, Omar the other day that I was listening to an, an old show of the podcast, and I was really happy that you guys covered the part, the, the episode where Big Tad got shocked by the, the electronic club. The oh, yeah. The electrified club. Yeah. And it was hilarious because that was one of my favorite segments of all time. And I was telling him that when I was younger and I was listening to the show and I was a huge fan, I would blindly record episodes of Kevin and Bean on a tape, on a tape deck, okay. just because I thought it was hilarious and I used to love what they did and they made me laugh. And one of my favorites that I literally played it like so much that you, it wasn't playable anymore on a tape deck was that episode where Big Tad got shot. <laughs> oh, that weird? Oh, yeah, that's super did. weird. Now, why? Yeah. What resonated with you about that bit? I mean, was Just, it the Tad character? Tad was, was it- awesome. Tad was awesome. He's like, you know, he's Mug's predecessor and, and like... The, the, you, I didn't think that someone like that existed. I didn't think someone like that was real. Like a person that would like... Like nobody's he, that dumb. No, not just that. <laughs> <laughs> not just that, but also like the dude kind of like, he, he like let himself. Like he would just blindly agree and do whatever you guys... Oh, he, yeah. would never, he would never he argue. He has that mugs quality. Yeah, he never yeah. argued. He never like just said like, no, dude's like, I'm not doing this. This is ridiculous. Well, the same no, way. that's, that's not true. the same way. That, that's that's <laughs> not true. He did, he did try, okay. but when he tried and said no off air, yeah. it got ugly okay. and we forced him to do the stuff right. on air. So we, every once in a while on the air, he would... He would push back. We're talking about Big Tad Newcomb, who was uh, yeah. yeah, he was the the whipping boy in the in the late nineties. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just remember when I first started listening to the show, and I, I loved it, and I was like, man, this guy's awesome. Like he'll just blindly trust these guys and do whatever they ask of him, which is cool. But that episode in particular was just the fact that this dude was literally like okay with being shocked, like <laughs> yeah. repeatedly, absolutely, repeatedly. And I I turned up. I played it over and over for all my friends. I was like, "You got to hear this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like this, this is funny, man." And like, I I was too young to know about um, prank call CDs, like mm-hmm. albums of like uh, the Jerky Boys, Boys, Frank right. Rizzo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was too young to know about that. Yeah. So when I was like recording the Kevin and Bean show on a tape, mm-hmm. to me that was my comedy tapes. That was my oh, comedy wow. albums. Like growing right. up, like that was like my exposure. I I thought that like listening to them was just hilarious and i would listen to it on my way to school yeah like i just throw it in the tape deck and play it so now all these years later now that you work on the kevin bean show and you've been working on the kevin bean show for close to a year now right uh it'll be a year like in a couple months yeah what, what were your first impressions of people on the kevin bean show you know what was really funny mm-hmm. is when i heard the voices like i had been listening to them for you know the majority of my adult life yeah but when i heard them in person it was almost like if they didn't like it was just too real Super weird, isn't yeah, it? And yeah, and I had met him before at a calendar signing. Okay. And it was cool. It was cool to meet everybody. Yeah. But, like, but to that sit- encounter's really short. And, exactly. Yeah. But to sit in a room and to listen to them, you know, talk. And, and really like- find out how much they are assholes. These guys are really dicks. These guys are really dicks. Yeah. Who was the most surprising? Like, who, who did not fit the voice? Oh, man, that's a really good question. Because I get that of me a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll be they're like, oh, I thought you were going to be thin and tall. Everybody, <laughs> like, everybody, everybody thinks I'm a white dude. Oh, yeah. yeah right? I'm like, well, my name's Omar Khan. What's wrong with you? Well, Omar is you know a good example because his last name is Khan. And I yeah. picture someone Middle Eastern. Uh-huh. Okay. But he's like. Very Latino. Exactly. Looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's suave and debonair. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, it just, I think, uh, B- Kevin. Kevin, yeah, Kevin. Oh, just Kevin. Like I, I did not picture him looking like that. And I'd met is him he before, like, so a, I knew what he looked what like. What does a dummy look like? I was, <laughs> no, I this just dude, like it was weird, man. It was weird. And, and another thing I'm doing right now is I'm going through a lot of pictures and, and like labeling them, mm-hmm. and to see like his haircuts over the years was amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, he, had, oh, he was mullets. rocking the mullet yeah, back then, dude, back in the day. Yeah, he had a strong on. mullet. Yeah, yeah. And then like he had a period where he was dyeing his hair. Yeah, he looked like Eminem. <laughs> I think he really wanted to be Eminem at that time. Maybe. Eminem was yeah. huge. Yes, Maybe. he did. Yeah, yeah, oh, so yeah. you're going through all the '90s stuff? I'm going through like a lot of early stuff. I I don't know years. Okay. Because they're the ones you scanned. Okay. And they're digitized now, so I'm just kind of like going through them, and I don't know people's names, so I'm just like Kevin and being with some dude. Or yeah, we had a big Kevin we had yeah. a big meeting last week. You know, I'm not dead. Like I'm still here. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a 
an email away. She goes like, oh, by the way, Lightning, who is up. this guy? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, oh, that's, <laughs> that's, it's just them at events. So I can say like, oh, Kevin and Bean at the Great Pumpkin Drop or Kevin and Bean uh, yeah. at a stained live performance or something like that. Yeah. And those cool, those, those pictures are super cool to see. It's awesome. They, they have such a huge history. history. I mean, they're in their 28th year, 29th year. Uh, well, they I started in January 1990. So... This will be. This is their 29th year. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's nuts, man. So, yeah. What's really cool is uh, getting to see those pictures. Because I, when I started listening, I was really young. I'm going through those pictures. It's like, oh, that's what Bleed and Receded looked like. Or that's what the pumpkin drop looked like. I didn't know it was raining that day. Yeah. Or, or, the or balls like, of summer burial and all those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, like going through it again for the first time because now I can see what it was like there. That's I, cool. I feel like we should. A lot of people ask us, Omar, if, if we have or we're going to create a B-team Instagram. Mm. It's a, it'll be a lot of work. It's right, not, guys, I'm not, I, I got to get out of here, though. For real. All right, man. Just, thanks for joining us, I just want to come in and tell you guys thanks. Okay, yeah, no worries. Favorite episode. I got to relive it again. And that right. tape, I, I told you, I overplayed it. It didn't work. He sets work. the bar Couldn't really low. Yeah. <laughs> but it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Well, thanks, man. We appreciate you listening, you're, you're and we appreciate big. you working here. Yeah, just I laughed as hard as I did the first time I ever heard it. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Yeah, that's cool, man. All right, well, that's Ruben right here. Ruben from the Kevin and Bean Show. Rubes. Rubes. All right. I do super cool. Probably the nicest guy I've ever met here. At yeah, Kira. the first time I ever met him, he's like super, lightning. Oh, I got super nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I listened to you. It made me feel old. It's first, <laughs> first what it did, and then I was like, once I got past that, yeah, I found out he was really. Uh, he's nice super guy. nice. Super nice. Wow. I guess uh, should we start the B team? Uh, yeah, but we should inform that Dave's not here. I guess or Dave's uh, or we don't care. I mean, I don't okay, care. That's fine. <laughs> Come along now. And take a look behind the scenes Talking about, talking about Kevin and Bean Come on, let's start the show Everybody grab your Vaseline The B-Team Yeah! The B-Team The B-Team Oh, that's right The B-Team Baby! Uh, yeah Uh-huh well, so we took a week off last week. We Sorry did. about that. Yeah, and we have... Uh, oh, dude, we have our sponsor back. Did you know that? That's kind of cool. I mean, we don't have to do the plug here, but I'm just letting okay. you know that that's coming up. We have yeah. our sponsor back. So Cromwell is back in, back in action. So do we want to jump into uh, to email? Do you want to start with that? Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, well, you know what? Super Bowl is a huge thing. I want yeah. to talk to Super Bowl if you had any thoughts because I, you know, I, I'm kind of bummed. I talked to you about this before that Dave wasn't here because yeah. we're like the least sports savvy people on the entire. I think K Rock staff, maybe. Yes, that, so, that's accurate. I mean, if you're talking about action sports, I can I can probably hold my own, right? But not when it comes to the traditional sports, but basketball. Is Super Bowl such a huge event that you end up watching it. Or? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yes, so, I'm stuck to. But I, I'm. I, by I'm, the way, congrats to Ralph Garman. Live Lifelong Eagles fan, yes. and finally first Super Bowl. So congrats out, uh, go out to uh, Ralph Garman. I for texted sure. him as Did soon he? as yeah, as soon as they uh, they won, I was all over it. That's cool. Of course, I was probably one of many thousands of people that ah, texted. Everybody was blowing him up. But yeah. it was uh, that, I think that's all probably anybody could could think of. It's fly, Eagles, <laughs> yeah, fly. Absolutely. You know when he, when he would sing that and, ran through my head too. But I wasn't even before Ralph. The Eagles weren't even on my radar. Yeah, right. Yeah, me too. That's what I was rooting for. I didn't want the Patriots to win. Right. They, I want the Eagles to win. Because they just, they've won. how many times can you win? Yeah. You know? Plus, you know, I mean, I don't know. I want, you know, I wanted Ralph to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, this would be so sweet. And, uh, but what do you think of the uh, the commercials? And I didn't see any commercials that I was super fond of. I Typically, there's a Doritos that'll blow me away. Or... Yeah, I thought Doritos was pretty funny with. Um, Who's the guy from Game of Thrones? Uh, Peter Dinklage is his name. Yes, when yes. he was rapping the Busta Rhymes song. Yeah, that was that I was good. That was pretty funny. And then it, right after that, the Mountain Dew commercial they came, came on. together. Yeah, they came together. Yeah, with a. Uh, Morgan Freeman singing uh, a Missy Elliott song. I forget what song it was. Yeah, but well, yeah. the takeaway, I think, is the Tide commercials. The Tide, oh, Dave Arbor was on fire. On fire. So what people probably don't know that don't read Ad Age magazine is that Procter & Gamble, which owns Tide and all those, P&G, right, a couple months ago, it feels like it was six months ago, made a big announcement that they were going to pull a lot of advertising off of Facebook and Instagram and mm-hmm. all that, and they were going to go and spend more money on traditional mediums like radio and TV. And this, they were putting their money where their mouth was. Wow. Like they just spent a boatload on the Super Bowl. At least, what would you say, $30 million? I don't 
I mean, it was five million dollars per thirty seconds, Crazy. wasn't it? And they were—I mean, they were all over. You, you must—you had to be blind and deaf to miss Tide. What did you think of uh, JT's little halftime performance? I thought it was really good. You did, and the whole time I, th- except for the end, the, he should—he should have ended it with Prince. Yeah, should have capped it with that. But I can imagine his management's like, no, no, people need to go out with your hit song. They need to remember it for you, not for your Prince tribute. Mm. So I can understand why he decided to end it with that. But that kid on the cell phone had no idea who he was that derailed the whole thing yeah because because jt was like oh crap that dude, was this a, kid that, doesn't know who i am this, that, look, this is a bad look on me <laughs> it's it's that's i don't think you want to end it with a meme i think the overall performance was okay yeah it was just okay everyone at the party that i was at wanted yeah. wanted a cameo from janet jackson you see that's the for me i think that's the element that was missing. Not that it had to be Janet or Brittany, but something interesting. Yeah. Do you know what well, I mean? Just was because a, it was about him, and again, I guess he probably but, had voices saying, "No, Justin, this is about you. You can carry this yourself." Yeah, probably. But I remember last year when Cole, I think last year Coldplay did it, right? Yeah. So Coldplay had you Coldplay know Coldplay and Beyonce, and yeah, the whole, well, yeah. but uh, but it was supposed to be just Coldplay, right? But Coldplay had you know the the, the wherewithal to know that hey. We're Coldplay. You know, I mean, we're going to need a little bit more star power to make it really killer show. And even that show was just okay, even with the Beyonce and I don't know who else he had. He had They, they invited a couple of other people. Right. But I thought it was just okay. But it was cool overall. Yeah. Thumbs up. I Good game. Thumbs up. Good game. Thumbs Good game. Up. Good game. Right. Nice <laughs> Want to get into the inbox now? Yeah, All let's right. do that. Ooh, baby, baby, we're going to check the inbox. Baby, baby, we're not talking fart box. Did we mention that uh, Dave's not here? He's not here because he's over there in the next room <laughs> pretending to work. I know. Oh, they're, oh, they're, oh, they're taking hey, oh, they have flipping a us off now. Oh, should we, should, well, hold on. I'm going to put this thing down here so we're not distracted. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. A big name artist right there in the next room that we were not allowed to talk about. There you go. There you go. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you're doing that. This is uh, talking about being distracted. Yeah. Oh, I think I told you this. Whenever I'm recording my intros and it's past noon here yeah. and we have like salespeople walking by or whatever, I, I, I feel so, so self-conscious because when I'm in here and it's just like the Kevin and Bean show, I, I'll, I'm belting it out, you know, and I don't care who's walking by. But s- for some reason, if we got like weirdo salespeople, I get all self-conscious and I can't rock, rock, not rock that the I, mic. not that I even <laughs> rock the mic, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, yeah, you're all like, you get all nervous. Ah, uh, well, listen, a lot, a lot of the jobs I've been the doing this way. forever. So where I first really encountered that were, uh, Jed would do some interesting breaks, but Jed would want you, Jed would make his, uh, Jed the fish would make his interns or his board op, mm-hmm. um, stand at the back wall and face the back wall and pre- he would pretend Why? that they're not there oh yeah. no oh yeah yeah Remember, Wait, even wh- even rick uh no rick had I a pass he, I, rick I, rick rippy who is jed's longtime uh pal and uh is an engineer here currently uh rick kind of got a pass yeah well, but yeah, all the so. other interns and phone ops if you, you know, were in the room my mugs did that job for a couple of years yeah yeah, yeah and he yeah. would make him turn around yeah, and face yeah, the back yeah, yeah. yeah. or i remember i like uh, jet had this thing with the mic he would grab the mic stand and after a break he would like throw it throw it yeah and mugs would tell me yeah it would break like half the time and his job was like to wrangle it up and reinstall the <laughs> microphone because yes. jet would constantly break the mic sluggo oh, was can I tell the you a one quick though. story about jet sure so I was, um, oh, I had been working here. I had just got hired on full-time on Kevin and Bean. So I was probably here maybe four or five years. And these are the days where I was working 14-hour days mm-hmm. because we had old computers where we couldn't do work as fast as we can now. And it was probably around 3 p.m. And I was just kind of wondering, you know, you can't be in the studio without any sunlight because you need to go out and mingle with people. If not, your 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 mind gets a little fried. So I'm there wa- walking the halls, and Jed calls me into the studio. He and he's on there, and he's like, "Sit right here, Omar." I I, I kind of know Jed, but I don't think anybody ever really knows Jed. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I, I was just like, you know, we're always kind of like friendly and high and by kind of thing. And he's like, "Omar, come here." I'm like, "Okay." And he does a break on the air, and then he comes around. And he pulls up this hooker website. And I'm all like, okay. Like, he's like, which one looks good to you? I'm like, 
I don't know. Like, like this is very, very early, Omar. Where I'm very insecure still. Sure, I'm not the guy who who, who I am now. Where I'll be like totally. I would, I would have ordered one. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Let's do this, Jed. But he just, I think he just did that to make me feel super uncomfortable. Yes, and he just started doing his classic Jed laugh. Yes, and I was like, all right, Jed, I'll see you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I just, I'll never forget that story. And it was just it always blows my mind that he did that to me. It's hilarious. Uh, when I started running the digital department here. Uh, in 2008, nine, whenever it was, somewhere in there, and we had taken over the former general manager's office, the really nice office with the glass oh, block yeah, and, and, they had and the skylights and the shower and the yeah. whole thing. Oh, dude, uh-huh. our office was the pimpest of the yeah. whole office. Yeah. And um, I, ha- I was in the process of installing, Pioneer had donated 50-inch widescreen TVs, mm-hmm. like four of them. So it was mounting, it was like NASA in there. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and the ladder was over to my right, and because I was still hanging some some uh, some cables and whatnot, and so the ladders over to me, and I'm working on the computer ladders to my right shoulder, and uh, I hear Jed kind of walk in the room, but he's saying something to me, and we're we're kind of conversing back and forth. But I'm looking at my screen, mm-hmm. and Jed's like, "Oh, you're hanging up to your new TVs and da 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 da." He's like, "Oh, what's this?" And I turn around and I look up, so the the ladder is maybe thirty inches from my right shoulder. Yeah. Because I was working on the TV up there. I mm-hmm. turn around and I look and Jed is has completely pulled his nutsack <laughs> out of his shorts and is dangling <laughs> on my forehead. I have nuts oh on my, my forehead God, from That's Jed. So and, Jed. And, I'm like, and I it's like I mean he was still probably maybe ten inches away from me, but yeah. it was so frightening and I'm like Love but it that. was Jed, and he was Jed. And he, yeah, and, he, and it's like if it was anybody else, you'd be like super pissed. And he's just waiting there for my just reaction. To get a reaction. For my reaction. Yeah. And as soon as I, as soon as I lose it, then he uh, starts like, laughing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's. That's I'm like, great. you're a grown ass man. <laughs> Show me your nuts. What's wrong with I you? I love that. But he, he, he was amazing. Amazing. Jed amazing. is is incredible, and I. You know, he's the one guy that we have not shot for the documentary yet, but will. Oh, really? Be, yeah. Okay. He wanted us to hold off for a little while, but okay. we're probably going to shoot it soon. And he has – his stories are absolutely incredible. I mean, even recently, like right before he, he, he quit being on air full time, like he would take his dog. Remember he was taking his dog mm-hmm. in, in the studio with him? Oh, yeah. His dog would crap everywhere. And then people would be like, why is their dog doing here? Why is his do dog you, do you in remember? the hallways? And he'd be like – and he thought it was funny. He would just leave it there. Do you remember that he bought this $5,000 espresso machine? Because his Rick, Rick's oh, yeah, really into yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah. So they he left bought, it in the in the, uh, in the uh, engineering office. Yeah. So they would leave it in there and they would roll it out just for a shift, just so they have fresh espresso. <laughs> Who does that? Are you kidding me? It's because he can. Exactly, because he can. Uh, so the, I, okay, so we got kind of derailed. We're gonna do I the was inbox. Read some but, email. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> oh, the inbox. We could right. we could keep on if. Uh, no, no, I got. It. We could talk about Jed for. All. I wish for those new listeners. For anyone that's tuned into K Rock after say two thousand two, mm-hmm. you got you got cheated. You got you got cheated because Jed Jed I'm not, Sluggo. I'm not and... saying that our on air staff aren't uh, Stryker and Nicole and 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 Megan and they're all no, they're really great. Good. They're, they're all great. really good. They're but great. Jed... But no, no. But it's not because of the on air staff. It was. I think it's it's it was due to the programming um, department here. So back in the day, they would let the jocks run free. Or more freely than today. Do you know what I mean? They did. Like but- now they're a little bit more reined in and they don't let their personalities shine as much, I, I, I think. That's true. That's you know true. What I mean, mean you, can, you, you, you talk for a whopping 60 seconds for an entire hour but where I remember- Jen would talk for three minutes at a whack in the afternoon. You know, and so, yeah, they had a, better, a, a bigger personality on the air, but yeah. also. Like you knew it was Jed's show because not only was he. Jed, but he was also playing like weird, strange sound effects and right. his little weird K rocks. I mean, I mean, uh, I, I, you probably know the real story. This is already a, a thing of legend that I've always heard. Is that uh, one day, like I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was it was Scott Mason and Jed with a nitrous tank in a production studio mm-hmm. doing nitrous and just trying to make f- funny K rocks. No, no, not only that, but the the famous. K Rock, you know which one I'm talking about. Yes. I hear that's a ni- that that's actually a nitrous infused K Rock that we still use to to, to this day. Mm. I've always I've always heard stories. I'm not sure if it was Jed or or, or Scott, but it was like people messing around with a uh, nitrous tank in one of the production studios, which to me made 
perfect sense. I, it's entirely possible. Really? Yeah. A lot of those original jingles that you hear on K-Rock HD2, the yeah. Rock of the 80s, a lot of those are Jed. Even some of the ones we still play today, the anti-jingles, yeah. are, are Jed. Uh, yeah, that's I, th- I wouldn't doubt it if 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 they were you know yeah. drug infused Love somehow. That. Yeah, that one always that that story was just like oh that's so amazing and totally made sense. Very <laughs> didn't surprise very, me at all. Very unpredictable that stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, but you were saying about you know how people missed out because they didn't get a chance to listen to Jed because. I just think so because Jed was so unique, and mm-hmm. um, you know you had Jed. Yeah, and, you talk and about Freddie people who are and, one of a kind. Jed yeah. is. You can't get more one of a kind than Jed. You know, people like that though. When you start to rein them in, they're like, "No, nah, it's not for me," and they bone out. They're, they're like over it. They need to yep. express what they need to express, and they're going to go do it in other ways. If yeah, if it, you might, don't let them. It, it might sound funny, you know, calling like a radio host an artist. Mm-hmm. But if there was ever a radio host who was an artist, it was probably Jed. Yeah, Sluggo to some extent too, because Sluggo was more of a top forty. Overproduced everything, kind of, kind of guy. But and twisted. This, oh, but totally twisted, twisted. Totally twisted. But there's no. I mean, I guess you can't compare the two. They're totally different, different styles. Jed was an artist. You're right. I'd yeah. never. I'd never. It's interesting. It's that you weird say to that. think about it that way. And he he also paints and he's very yeah. artistic. You know, outside. But of, I mean, you when know, you would radio. watch him on the board in the days when we had um, when I started, we were just phasing out record players. Mm-hmm. You know, so in 1990, we were it was the very Going last because we, we were we were carts and in, in the beginning of CDs. Okay, which sounds crazy to people, but. Yeah, now they're phasing out car, uh, CDs. Yeah, they're phasing the out best CDs. Buy I read Target. that. Yeah, yeah crazy. for sure. So. Um, I remember we were playing Rain in the Summertime by The Alarm, mm-hmm. and Jed puts on the 12-inch remix, and it's a record, and it's spinning, and it's off to his left, right? So he plays it. it Want me to see if we have it? We might, yeah. We might. Let's, let's see. Let's see. And, the, and the mix, by the way, Omar, is uh-huh. 14 minutes long or something Whoa. crazy. Oh, we probably don't have the remix, but let's no, see No, no, no. I don't want to play that. One. I don't want to play that. Yeah. The Alarm. Rain in the Summertime. So he's rocking this? So this starts... And I'm in the other room, and I and I hear it, and it goes on for about 60 seconds just with, like, this loop because it's an extended remix. Okay. And I walk in, and I go – I look over, and Jed's kind of doing something else. And I go, Jed, are you are you playing the, the remix? I don't know why I felt it was my duty to walk in and say this, but I thought it's afternoon drive, and he's gonna, about to play a 14-minute song. <laughs> right. So I walk in, and he goes, hmm, about that, yes. <laughs> And so he looks over. He looks at the di- he looks at the at the turntable. Then he looks at me. Then he looks at the clock. Then he looks back at the turntable and he goes. And I could I could see his wheels turning. Like mm-hmm. Mr. Weatherby is going to be pissed about this, right? And he goes, mm, yeah, okay. So then he takes the cart mm-hmm. right of the regular edit version, the three minute version, and he puts it in the machine, mm-hmm. slides it in, and he's got. One hand on the board and one hand on the record player. And he waits till just the right second and hits the cart and seamlessly segues between the two in the really? middle of the song. Mixmaster Mike, Mixmaster Jed. Mixmaster Jed. <laughs> and I'm standing there going, that just happened. That's cool. And I know Very if you're cool. radio listeners, you're like, uh, yeah, whatever, the, big deal. But that's a huge thing. The fact going from a turntable to a cart, yeah, yeah, it, live. And I had yeah. no idea how he was going to time it, and he just like did it, and it was seamless. And I looked, <laughs> and the and balls I, and confidence you yeah. must have, you know yeah. what I mean? He just, your did skills. It, just did it, just yeah. did it, yeah. And you know, there's also like this. Uh, to air, me, to air, me, you know, that's like there's two cars on the freeway, mm-hmm. right? And they're traveling at different speeds, and you get out of one and you jump to the other one. That's what yeah. it's like for a DJ. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go from you don't jump from one car to the other. You don't go from a record or any one medium to the other because they're playing at different speeds. Like it's yeah. just a whole thing and I no, I, was, I get it. And there there was there was also like this so so cool thing about his you know, it was chaos, but it was kind of a, a, a controlled chaos. You it can't, was you, controlled can't, chaos. you can't run Totally wild, but still, when when he was on the air, you knew it was Jed's shift. You know, what I, yeah. it's, it's it's a weird thing that we don't. Unfortunately, we don't. I don't. I feel we don't have anymore. That mm-hmm. I, I wish we could get back to, like Stri- Striker, for instance. Cat. I mean, those those two. Let's let's focus on those two people. Striker, for instance, is brilliant at talking and about anything. You could just let this dude go on this mic over here, and he'll tell you, "Oh man, this mic, oh, you know." What I mean, he just uplifting, he just, articulate, 
absolutely so positive and 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 he knows he knows about music and everything when when he shines is when we do that friday free for all oh dude that's my favorite segment of the week oh my it's it's so good and and uh, the only reason i we don't pimp it out that much on K-Rock, and we should. We should, do, we should be running promos for this thing. We should be r- running more promos for K-Rock's uh, Locals Only, because that's an amazing show. Well, but the, and Nicole's got a new segment that she is picking her songs. That we don't have promos for. I right. just saw her pimping it out on uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what it was called. But uh, he is just like Mr. DJ. He does like what I do, like on the fly, on the radio. And he's like talking to listeners, editing phone calls, like coming up with like, you know, new tracks that we haven't played in forever. And he makes it all just work seamless. And there's no commercials. So there's no time, no downtime <laughs> for this guy. This guy is working his. I don't think people like listeners appreciate it. No, he goes they home exhausted. He, he they, they might think that he has a producer. So he doesn't have. Dude. We don't have phone ups anymore. He doesn't have squats. He's he's doing the screening, getting the music together, dude. That and and I DJ for weddings and clubs and all that. And you're just on the fly getting music. You're on the verge of panic. You're on the verge of panic, and it is it wipes you out. It wipes you out. I can't imagine being uh, trying to be funny, trying to be uh, uh, likable, getting everybody's name right, and getting the music. And it, it's it's just unbelievable. One of the best hours on K Rock Fridays free for all. I think at five. PM. Yeah, you got to listen to it. And Cat Corbett, she knows so much about music that uh, whenever I DJ a wedding, like on a Sunday evening, I just get all giddy because I know I'm going to be able to listen to her show on the drive home. Locals only. Amazing music, just track after track. You're like, I don't. You're like, how are these guys not signed? How How are these these guys guys not not signed? signed? How and 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 why are we not playing this on K Rock on other day parts? Yeah, blows my mind. The show's. Amazing, and but we should offer it for stream or download or anything. But I think we just play it and then it's forgot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. That's how we roll. Yep, that's how we just roll. Goes into the ether. So, forgotten. So much talent that we have here that I think you know we have to. Uh, well, you, you have to uh, nurture it. And, and, yeah, that, nurture that, it and embrace it. Yeah, 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 totally. And uh, you know, I think a lot of the the uh, uh, you know jocks, you know, fulfill maybe I, I don't want to speak for them, but I think they would agree that they feel a little stifled. With because I mean it is a very creative job, and if you tell somebody like Jed or any of these jocks not to do something or to be in this box, you're doing a, a disservice to them. You don't I tell think. Picasso to paint between the lines. That I've always said that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've ever said that. <laughs> no, but that was a weird turn. That was a weird. Turn. We, I, we I, are, dude. We are. I think you agree. People, we people. are very passionate about the brand and and the station, and we love it. And we don't think we wouldn't want to work anywhere else. Nope. I think you would agree, right? That is absolutely true. Yeah, I have been offered jobs oh. at, uh, at other radio stations, and I have, uh, yeah, maybe not so wisely. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anyone's still listening. I don't know. Everybody's checked out. <laughs> what are these douchebags talking about? I, I, Get know, to like, the Kevin and Bean clips. Yeah. Well, here, I, so so some email. I, okay. All right. Okay. All right, should we play the inbox intro again? Just a little bit of it. <laughs> There, that's okay, enough. there you go. We got it. This is from Jones. Uh, holy snap, you guys. You'll never believe who I just talked to. Oh, Sam the Armenian Comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Sam the Armenian Comedian was quite the delight. He told me a few jokes, too. Why did Michael Jackson name his album bad? Because well, he always told his monkey how bad he was. <laughs> what? What did the skateboard say to the rollerblade? What? You are swinging so nice. Do I have to push? Oh my god! I don't even get it. Like, what's that? He asked me about if I would vote for him for uh, for mayor of Glendale. Yes. So, um, Jones, sorry about that, but it sounds like you enjoy the Armenian comedian. He this calls. He, he's like always calling. I have a couple of Afro calls of him, like you know, calling calling people back. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you won't believe what happened. Yeah. This one's from Marvin. One question I've had for a long time is about Kevin and Bean getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. These guys are legends. And Wait. should earn a star. Oh, have they ever been nominated say. before? Do they not want to win? Do they not want a star? Do they not meet the requirements? And the answer is, I think they would be honored to get one, but I think they would feel too cheesy. And, well, it's and a they have, thing where, yeah, you have to be nominated and you have to raise ten ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars to get submitted. I think it's not a, like a slam dunk, right? It's like you have to raise ten thousand dollars and then complete yeah, an application. I think it is a slam dunk. Is it? Yeah, I think it's a slam dunk. And I just think that, and I also think that the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, which is not really a chamber of commerce, is more of a kind of a board of directors thing. 
Kevin Amin had spent 20 plus years making fun of all of their selections, Rick Dees and all the other people who got yeah. stars in the Walk of Fame. I don't know that on one hand it would be an honor, but on the yeah. other hand, I think they would feel like, uh, I feel dirty now because they've spent so Maybe, much time but making also, fun. But also it's like, you know, I mean, any reasonable person will know that that's just shtick. No, that's their, uh, no, no, really? no, that's not just shtick. No. Like when they were making fun of Rick Dees, they really couldn't stand the dude. Well, they, like they that, really didn't that, like him. The, yeah, well, he's a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but seeing all of these stars that get celebrities that get stars on the Walk of Fame, and it's always in conjunction with their movie because 20th yeah, Century Fox, somebody else put up the tool. money. Well, I get that. And they don't, if, if for the right reasons, I mean, when Jimmy got a star on the Walk of Fame, it was also promotional, but we all felt like, well, he deserves it. Like the, he's, he's yeah. right. I don't know that Kevin and Bean would feel that they deserve it. They were really, you guys don't care, but they, Kevin and Bean, really cared when they were nominated in the uh, Broadcasters Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame yeah. National Association of Broadcasters, yeah. because especially for Bean, Bean is a consummate broadcaster and really was super over the moon about that. Yeah. And um, that meant a lot to those guys. I don't know that a it was star, well deserved. Yeah, I guess. I think they would think it's funny and maybe, but like... I don't know, but hey, if you want to raise $10,000 and submit their names, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would yeah, be crazy. You know, yeah, it would be insane. I'd right? like to see them wrestle with that issue. Yeah, I'd like I to think, see I them. I think they would, at the end of the day, accept it. I think they would, too. I think. But yeah. I, there would have to be some conversation. I, at least I would hope there would be some conversation about all the times they've made fun of those that have received those stars. <laughs> you know? like Yeah, it was great. Remember? I mean, we're uh, responsible for getting Rodney on the Rock. His. Yeah, and also Adam, Adam, uh, uh, Ralph was Adam almost single-handedly. Right? Well, I guess with Adam's family, at, yeah, got Adam West the yeah. star. Yeah. Had it not been for Ralph, I don't think Adam West would probably have a star, and Which that was well deserved. It is absolutely I mean, crazy. The guy's so, a legend. Yeah, so we have Ralph to thank for that one for sure. This one's from uh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin from the Kevin and Bean Archive. Who, by the way, Omar said that he is going to appear on the B team. Oh, good. So for those you of you, killer beard, dude. So I wrestled with this, Kevin. From the Kevin and Bean archive. That's way too much time on his hands. He has too much time on his hands. <laughs> but here's the thing. I have always wrestled. And Kevin, I'm going to be honest with you because Kevin's probably listening. Yeah. You Kevin have way done, too much time on your hands. Kevin has done <laughs> such a great job of, of archiving the Kevin and Bean they, show. You're actually, you put me to shame. I'm telling you, he puts all of us to shame. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I worry. Okay. I worry. On one hand, he's, on one hand, he's done a wonderful, wonderful thing. On the other okay. hand. He is made you and I irrelevant oh, because yeah. like, he oh, has what the do we archive. Need these guys for yeah. So like it's it's kind of like the only thing I will say is that we have the high quality versions. He has the over air stuff. So ha! Uh, I know, but see, like, <laughs> so Ke- all right. There's a website called Kevin and Bean. I think it's Kevin and Bean Archive dot com or dot org, whatever it, it is. And Kevin has been. This is not our Kevin. This is another Kevin. This Kevin has been archiving since around 2000, I want to say, very late 90s or early 2000s, and has every single segment that has ever been spoken on air. K-Rock, what are you checking on your phone there? Uh, seeing if my sitter was calling me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So Kevin from the Kevin and Bean Archive, we we joke, you and I, Omar and Dave, we, we talk about that we're like the unofficial historians of the Kevin and Bean show. That's Which, not the case. Oh, this guy, huh? Kevin really is the historian because he has all of the bits. They're all cataloged. They're all searchable. It's pretty impressive. It's really impressive. So if you're a super Kevin and Bean geek and you want to go look for something, he doesn't have anything in the 90s. Cause yeah, I think I he have starts it. at either... 2004, 2006. Yeah, like that, uh, yeah, but anything in the 2000s and, and today he has. he has. I think he has almost every Ralph Showbiz beat yeah. ever recorded. The reason I brought up Kevin's name yes. is because he asked about the following things. Okay. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Want some water? Uh, water? Uh, no, I'm sick. That'll get you sick. Uh, um, I feel bad for anyone talking to the microphone after I do. <laughs> <clears throat> he asked about Drunk Gill. Oh, I don't know about remember, Drunk Hill. You don't remember, you remember I remember Gil? you guys talking about Drunk Hill, and didn't you guys, he was on the freak bus? <clears throat> Gil, uh, it was, so it was it was Gil, the intoxicated, loudmouth guy that lives in a tent guy. <laughs> That's what the intro is. Was he homeless? And I can say that ten times fast, by the uh-huh. way, I know it that well. And Gil was homeless at the time that we met him in Echo Park. It was for a Dodger day, and we were in Elysian Park, whatever that is oh, right Elysian there. Elysian Park, yeah. And Gil had been, was camping out drinking, mm-hmm. and he was in the park, and we came up to him, and he was, ah! Kevin and Bean, or he knew who we were. He listened because he was mm-hmm. an alternative rock fan. Surprisingly enough, this is a um, this is a, a homeless Hispanic dude. Then in his thirties, 
missing one of his teeth, no. and he had a uh, mustache that would cover up the to- the missing tooth. So, But when he smiled, you could see the missing tooth. Yeah. And we ended up befriending him, and he was crazy. He was certifiably crazy. But I think the craziness is because he drank and did so many drugs. Wow. He was on the streets for a long time, and he had a really loving mother and father, but they had just lost control of him. And um, You can only do he, so much, you he, know what he, I mean? Especially had, with a guy who's in his 30s. I mean, you know, at was, what point are you going to say... Sorry, you know, I've done as much as I can do, but I can't do anymore. Prostitutes, uh, drug drug lords getting yeah, in man. fights with them. I mean, yeah. his his second front tooth. He had one missing one missing right uh, the front. What's the, the what's the tooth? Like right the incisor? No, no. We got your it's front one called the front tooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He was missing one. Yeah. yeah. Then um, when we knew him, he was he he had slept with a prostitute in a motel. Um, she went out to get a bite to eat and he apparently didn't pay her yet. And she thought he was going to not pay her. So she came back with her, her, her guy and he came with a baseball bat and beat his face in and busted the other tooth out. Yeah. And so, um, Gil went on a couple of things with us. He went to one of the freak bus to Bethlehem with me. Aside from his issues, he was which, a really which is sweet a, guy. I was just going to ask you. He's a really yeah. sweet guy. Yeah. That, a lot of times those guys, are they're, they're just addicts. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just addicts. And uh, yeah, just they get lost was, and they never come Life was come back. just always kicking his ass. And yeah. he, he, was, he could not say no to a party. Yeah. And if, this is a party in a, in a dumpster or party in a, in a mansion. It's all a party to him. Yeah. And he, uh, he eventually died. He died uh, five or six years ago. Mm. I don't know. He was really sick, and I don't know if he got HIV or what happened, but it was something it, it, like that. Right. He just got really sick and passed away. But he, he and I went through a, a lot in the 90s going on these week-long excursions, and he had never been around the country. So when we went oh, to Nova Scotia, amazing. Um, that was a big deal. He had never been across the, you know, the, the 70 freeway, the 90 through, yeah. you know, through Michigan and all this stuff. That was all new for him. Like wow. It was eye-opening. And he couldn't drink. We didn't allow him to drink, and he was Good. just sucking down coffee the whole time. and. And he was just a kid with wide eyes looking at the whole world for the first time. And at that point, he was like almost in his 40s. Wow. So R.I.P. Was, yeah, so that was, that was Drunk Gill. He also asked about Nick the Sign Holder, Duan, mm. Duavid, Ralph Sexu, Adam of the Arctic, Stuffed Animal Boy, and Jerry Lewis, which we can't you talk about. so many so questions, we, Kevin. I easy, know, Kevin. easy, dude. <laughs> we are going to, to do everyone uh, a solid. We're going to find the audio on these things. And the last one, this comes from Larry. Really appreciate what you guys are doing with the B team. It's the one podcast I never miss. Thank you, uh, Larry. Appreciate that. Um, and if you could uh, give us a like on iTunes, that would be super cool. Showing my age here, but before Jimmy did sports, K Rock had Chet Waterhouse, who signed off every report, reminding you, you play with pain. And I always loved his take on hockey, especially. Um, I seem to recall he simply said it was his last report one day, and poof, he was gone. So, who is Chet Waterhouse? Where did he go, and why did he leave? Hey, guys, man, beautiful win tonight. Go Prouds, and as Chet Waterhouse always says, play with pain. <laughs> who is that? I, have, I literally don't know. This is the first time I've heard of Chet Waterhouse. I don't know who it's this is. It's interesting, Larry, that you remember that quote because that's what he does now. But when he was on K-Rock Sports, he would go, Chet Waterhouse, K-Rock Sports. Huh. That's how he ended it. Who is it? Jeff Cesario. Who's that? <laughs> Jeff Cesario is an actor, comedian, producer, writer, Emmy Award winner. What? Yes. And when he, when we had him on, Maria D'Arcangelo, who was the second producer for the Kevin and Bean Show, mm-hmm. the one that hired me, yeah. was really good friends with Jeff Cesario and said, hey, we need someone to do sports. Let's bring in a comedian. It'll be funny. So Jeff started mm. doing sports for us. And he, after he left us, he ended up getting a job with Dennis Miller Live, Larry Sanders Show. And he, now he's on, if you can hear him pretty regularly, on the, on the uh, Adam Carolla podcast. Oh, no way. Cool. <clears throat> Jeff Cesario is the answer to that question. Cool. It says, this, oh, this is from uh, Garrett. It says, big B-team fan. You guys rule. Was wondering if you guys revisit the time Kanye West randomly showed up at the station after Kevin and Bean were both talking a bunch of crap about him on the air. Man, that was great. Thanks, Garrett. And that it, happened. It did happen, and I have some of the audio here. What? I know. I was like, I don't. I, I didn't expect to find it, but I did find it. And uh, this first clip, uh, I had to edit it because the whole appearance is about eleven minutes. Mm-hmm. But you will hear the shock in Ralph's voice and Kevin and Bean's voice because Kevin and because Kanye wasn't planned. In right. that, you hear Dave, the King of Mexico, bringing him in. It's it, it's pretty cool. Joaquin Phoenix, thirty nine. Julia Roberts is forty six. Andy Richter, forty seven years old. Actress Lauren Holly turns fifty. Dennis Hi. Franz. I have a guest. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye West just entered the studio. Well, 
This stuff happens to us all, all the time. time. We're so tired of superstars walking in the studio, interrupting our radio Busting show. Busting in. Wow, my goodness. Hey, Kanye. What's up? How are you doing? We're good. You just in what? the neighborhood? A little surprised to see you. Yeah, I'm doing radio today. <laughs> you certainly are. Well... What's uh, what's happening? Kevin Bean, go. <laughs> yeah. They were so unprepared, oh, and yeah. uh, you know, Bean took the lead on most of this. And this is um, after months and months. This is when um, he was doing the Yeezus tour, I believe, mm-hmm. and he was coming on stage as Jesus. That's what his stage show was like. So Kevin Bean and Ralph and everybody were like, what the hell's going on with Kanye thinking he's Jesus? And I think at this point in time in Kanye's career, he had referred to himself as a god. Yes. You know, and so so we were kind of mocking him. And I remember after the interview, Kevin and Bean were kind of upset because they were set up to fail. You know what I mean? Because Kevin and Bean really don't have guests on to lambast them. Right. Do you know what I mean? But then, on the other hand, it's Kanye. Are you really going to say no to Kanye? No, you're going to have Kanye on, right? Of course. So so, so they decided to Kanye, hey, Dave the King of Mexico. Hey, what up? Hey, do I pull up a pro- oh, one, program one, right? For what? For listening to... Uh, yes, Mark? program one. Oh, studio. Yep, you're yeah, right. Man. All right, go. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on it the B-Team, sucked. Dave. Yeah. See you, Whitey. <laughs> hey, Whitey. So, yeah, so they were kind of peeved off because they weren't given the heads up, and um, they got some crap from it from fans, too. They are like, oh, dude, you left uh, yeah, you know, they, Kanye off the a hook. A bunch of softballs, right? Well, what, what do you expect? Right. You, like, Kevin and Bean aren't going to have you on the air unless you're somebody like uh, Rick Dees or Seacrest to kind of dig on, you know, because yeah. they've been mocking you forever. And they don't have any, you know, professional relationship with Kanye. He's just a guy who is out in the media. So obviously he's up for fair game. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So it's, it's like they're not going to just attack out of nowhere, you know. So, uh, but here's some of uh, Kanye just being Kanye. I'm just really happy every day. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't really remember days of the week so much. I just sort of schedule by like the, the, num- the date. And, you know, I just wake up and I just do, I feel like I'm doing 5%, 1% of the work and God is doing the rest. And I just have to be me 100%. So it's like the movie, like, Yes Man or something. And it's just like, where does that take you? So if I'm going to Vegas to meet with the head of Zappos, and that's where it took me that day. If I got a show this day, this is where we take it. If we have a new design or a new idea or meet a new designer, you know, and everything happens for a reason in God's, in God's plan. It's all like in his will. So I could be frustrated that, you know, I'm not not doing clothing yet or I could be frustrated that I'm not making film shit but it's all you know in in his will and his time and I've got a long life to live and a long creative life when it yeah. comes to you as a performer and you're sort of known for doing things on a grand scale in your personal life and your professional yeah. life it's all big does a part of you ever long for maybe a more intimate setting where it's just you and maybe a smaller audience maybe stripped down bare down where you can just sort of connect musically with with your audience yeah, I do that sometimes too. Like when I perform at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly are you going to be doing at your wedding? <laughs> uh, I might do. I might grab the mic. I don't know. <laughs> a couple songs. <laughs> I'm definitely going to turn up. And you know, I have to apologize to all mankind, like particularly males, guys, for for turning up so loud on my engagement. Yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, I'm, you can't I, say that. Can't say that on radio, Kevin. You make I'm, it hard on everyone. I'm, you did, you did raise the bar yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. You know, it's just like because you go on, if you go on Jimmy Kimmel and say I'm a creative genius, and people just look at you like, "What do you mean? Like, how can you say? Like, no, that's my title, creative genius. That's my title. My title is not rapper anymore. Is that that? And because people don't understand what I'm saying. I'm about to show y'all. I'm going to show y'all everything I do. It's like technology. What if computers were worse than they were, you know, however many years ago? Right now, the way music is happening, it's like I figured out to put Coldplay chords next to trap drums, and that's what Can't Tell Me Nothing was. Then I got the beautiful trainer wheels called Autotune and did an entire album in minor. And I didn't even know what New Wave was. I just realized that that's what it was. You said at yeah. that time you weren't singing much either, right? Or that I you wasn't singing. You just now, figured you'd do it. Yeah, I just I felt it. I wanted to do it. I had the platform, and I just went for it. And I was going after being better than the Beatles, you know, going after being better than Michael Jackson. Now, oh, 
wait a second. What? No, that's my motivation. <laughs> that's crazy. I want to be better than what happened in the past. So that's Kanye being Kanye, right? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. He's priceless. He He's is priceless. priceless. So, what do you think? Genius? I mean, genius, not genius, just really super talented. What do you think? Or combination of really super talented and crazy? What do you think? Uh... I do think he's really talented. Oh, but I without a doubt think that he is. Uh, th- the platform allows him to appear far more talented than he is. The platform is something that nobody else has, but he made the platform himself. But everything he does is pretty much successful, right? Yes, because it's self fulfilling. Because people bought into it that he's. You think the it's next... kind of like a Donald Trump effect where he goes and he just, we're going to, you know, kind of like, you know, he knows what to say to his people and then those people kind of like spread the word kind of deal? That, or... and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's so big and so beloved that he could, you know, he could crap in a styrofoam cup, you know? And, and call people, it art. And, and call it like, art. Oh man, yeah. I'm going to pay $10,000 for I, this. I mean, I, honestly, I think that I just think his platform makes him that big, and I give him all the credit in the By world. By platform, you mean like his brand? His brand. Okay. He, he, he. Kanye is his own brand, yeah, right? And the Kanye brand is bigger than he is. Okay. He's just a dude, but the yeah. Kanye brand um, is so he massive. Created, right. He made that. Yeah. Yeah. He made that with those around him that he trusts, and I give him all the credit in the world for making that brand so freaking big, dude. Every kid now, like I thought that he was kind of dead in the water and he went sideways. Right. The Yeezy shoes. Massive, right? It's the biggest shoe. It's the Jordan of today. And a lot of we people had, think that that's sacrilege, that how dare I say it's the Jordan of today. That shoe reinvigorated Adidas. Like, it we, is we had Travis insane. Barker. We had Travis Barker in, and he was saying that something to that effect that when Yeezys, when the Yeezys came out, they changed the sneaker game. Absolutely. what he said. They yeah. absolutely did. Yeah. And um, and that just goes to um, the Kanye thing, whatever that thing is, that brand. It just can do no wrong. Yeah. Now he has like but three I, kids. It's but I kind of so did feel bad with you know Kevin and me. And yeah, they can't rag on him during that they, interview. You, you can't. You know what I mean? You, you got to be a you're face a, to a face, host. and it's super awkward. Oh, the yeah. only guy's like the guy from Scientology that Kevin threw out, or that guy wasn't answering any questions, right? Or know. or Screech, who was doing, who wasn't answering questions, and would be in a jackass just making talking sound to effects, friend. right? Right. He got thrown out as well. You don't throw out a Kanye or anything like that. You yeah. just got to go with it, and you're going to know that it's going to be huge after the fact. And you're going to Kanye's going to leave, and you go, and then you're going to talk about the fact that Kanye just stormed, stormed <clears throat> your, you, your were, studio. Were you here when Kanye was here? Yeah. Do you remember a specific thing about Kanye? No. So this is a weird thing, and I, maybe Dave will maybe Dave could uh, will back us up in the, the next episode. So there's an energy that Kanye because Kanye is a force. He's electric. He's elect. That's a perfect way of saying it. I was in Studio R yeah. watching him along with you know four other. Maybe you were there. I'm not sure. Um, and you felt something. Mm-hmm. So there's some sort of thing. And I'm not like the biggest Kanye f- fan. You know, I like a couple of his songs. I don't know anything about his fashion line, or I don't know anything about a sneaker game or anything. But there was something at K Rock in the moment, just hearing him because you you hear him on that tape, how positive he is. Were how... you there at Acoustic Christmas when we spun the stage around and it was Kanye playing? I was actually playing a gig. I oh missed that. My Lord. I missed that. Yeah. So we no one knows he's playing. Yeah. And I mean staff here didn't know he was going to play. I think the K dub K dub was yeah. I mean most of the time things get leaked out. Mr. But, Weatherby yeah. kept this really, really, really quiet. Yeah. And I don't think we knew until the very last second. I think the re- only reason I knew is because I was backstage and I was talking to one of the stage managers and he's like, you know, and he kinda leaked it to me. I didn't say anything. But this is during the show, like no one knew. Right. And when that stage flipped around, people are expecting I don't remember what the next band was, but it was mm-hmm. another K Rock band. Yeah. And Kanye comes out and People lost their minds. It's, they yeah. were like, what is happening right now? And that was a brilliant, and that was kind of the beginning. K-Rock had done surprise acts on acoustic and Weenie Rose prior to that, yeah. but that one, like, that one was... Yeah, it's definitely one for the books. <laughs> one for the books, for Definitely sure. on another level. Oh, my gosh. I want to do, uh, I want an in, I got an inside joke, I think. Okay. What's the end, the inside joke? What's the end, 
Well, so the inside joke, Omar, this particular one, I think, is um, one that doesn't come around all that often, but I have been asked about it. All right. So Kevin Amino go like, oh, yeah, that time that we shaved our heads. <laughs> and, they, and they go on and they just kind of dismiss it like, you, like everyone should know what they're talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, that time we shaved our heads. They really did shave their heads. They were in, uh, they, were ta- they were on a, yup, there it is, summer vacation tour. And by yep, there it is. That was the title of the, t- uh, of the tour, mm-hmm. and it was going to like the world's largest pecan, and like still seeing really silly things and doing interviews with people around the country. And I think this one started in the um, in the Southwest and then moved across to Texas and ended in I think it was either New Orleans or um, they did two trips. One ended in New Orleans and the other one ended in um, at, at the. Uh, uh, what's the triangle? The Bermuda, Bermuda triangle. triangle. Yeah. Yeah. So, but for this one, they were in um, uh, in New Orleans, and they being was during Mar- Mardi Gras. It was during Mardi Gras, yeah. and it was the whole thing was a big excuse. By the way, Mardi Gras is going on right now, I believe. Is it really? Yeah, I think it's going on right oh now. Bean has an app on his phone to tell him where the parades are, so you could avoid the parades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, of course he does. Yeah, of course he does. So. Um, they they were drinking. Now I say they, but By the I don't way, think that Bean. They say that Bean they was say drinking. That Bean had well, he did not drinking, but he had a, a hurricane. A, a, they call it grenade on the table. Grenade, yeah, a that's grenade, right. yeah. He had. I, I'm suspect. I don't know. I'm yeah, suspect. I don't know, dude. Like Bean is a guy who doesn't tend to lie, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if he says, "Yeah, I had one," I I I think I'm going to believe him. I. I know he's not I'm a drinker, suspect. but he's not a guy. Bean's not a guy. Bean's a guy that say no, just like no, thank you. You know, he's he's never said like no, I don't drink because X Y Z. Do you know what I mean? He just so, doesn't. Yeah, he just doesn't. You know, right. he's so, not morally against it or nope. anything like that. No, nope. nope. So I think if he he might have, I don't know. Being being there, it, maybe it was his first time. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, but I I don't. You got cut, you get caught up in the moment. You got Kev Dog. You know, <laughs> you know, egging you on. I'm thinking he he had one at least. Really? I don't know. I feel like Beans nuts and just went along with it. Now Kevin was could have been blasted. Maybe. And Maybe. Um, well, so this tape happened. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? What's your name? Denny Prima. What's your first name? Denny. Denny. Denny, I eat at your restaurant all the time. It's fabulous. In fact, I'm a stockholder. Really? Well, that's why. What a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, that's why I work. Hey, so Kevin Bean would go and record these bits, and they put them on reel to reel. No, no, no. Here's what happened. On all the original trips they went on, and by the way, Kevin and Bean used to go on quite a few trips, yeah. they would record it to a cassette recorder, okay. and they would Federal Express the cassette oh, back the to the cassette. station, okay. and either Mark the, Wiffle Boy, Mark the Wiffle Boy or myself would edit it, okay. and, then, and, then, and then play then it as if it. it were live the next day. Right. Really? Well, that's why I work here. Yeah. We are at your fabulous happening bar here in uh, New Orleans. What street are we on? Toulouse Street. And the name of the place? Tropical Isle. You seem to have some sort of a Jimmy Buffett thing going here tonight. This is very nice. Yeah. This is happening. Now, my good friend Kevin and I are out here on vacation from Los Angeles, and we got to be honest, we're not big drinkers. In fact, I don't think we've had a drink in the last five years. In fact, we can't spell alcohol. What have you served us here tonight? <laughs> what a dumbass! <laughs> what kind of what kind of chunk comedy chunk is being doing I there? Don't. He's just, he, he was going. He's going for the fence. Yeah. <laughs> what have you served us here tonight? Hand grenade. Now what's in a hand grenade? Because that's pretty good. Well, the a recipe is top secret, but the base liquor is one ninety grain alcohol. There you go. Holy cow! What? That'll pretty much do it. One ninety? Couldn't that like? Uh... Dude, one ninety is crazy. Yeah, it is. That's oh my god! Super high. Couldn't that like uh, peel paint off a wall? Right. Same stuff. That's what we were drinking. Yeah. That's perfect. You know, our hair. Frankly, we're sick of our hair. We'd like to cut it all off in your bar. That sounds good. Can we just <laughs> chop it? Sounds fun. Yeah. Hey guys. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried. Wait, so wait, that, wait. that other voice that you hear is Andy Schoen, the program director. That was Andy Schoen? That was Andy Schoen, he Mr. Went TV. With them? Yeah. Andy, yeah. Andy used to go on all the trips with them back in the day. Yeah. That's him right there. That was him. Yeah. Wow. Hey, guys. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried. That's We're Andy right there. We're chopping our hair, man. What? We're chopping our hair. It's you, you see, I just got back from an all-night Walgreens, and I have a... Uh, I have this uh, power uh, shaver here. Let's chop it all off. I thought you guys were going to, I didn't know what you were going to use it for, but you sent me out to pick it up, and you are not shaving your head. Yeah, we're sick of this, our hair. Hey, can we go up on stage in a couple minutes and grab the mic? As soon as the band takes a break.
Uh, Kevin's already faded here. He can't even talk yeah, about no. it. You are not shaving your head. <laughs> yeah, we're sick of this. Bl- our hair. Hey, can we go <laughs> on stage here? Grab the mic. As soon as the band takes a break. Right. We're not going to shave your head. We're shaving our heads, man. Kevin, this is either the worst or the best idea you've ever had. I can't figure out what, but I do know one thing. I need another hand grenade. Are you buying it yet, Omar? Do you think he drank? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Screw. It's good audio right there. Wait, but you hear this, Beans? Did you hear him say? What, well, like. Beans off, this is great. Best thing we've ever done. That's Bean saying that. Yeah, not I know. Kevin. Isn't this that is, crazy? Yeah, it's weird. This is a bad plan, all right? Do you hear me? This is full time, man. This is great. You know, before you guys go anywhere, I'd like to introduce a couple of friends of mine. We're traveling across, across the country from Los Angeles to the Bermuda Triangle. These are the guys from KROQ Radio in Los Angeles, the world famous K Rock, Kevin and Bean, the morning show. And uh, we just asked you want us as part of their summer vacation. And uh, I'd like to uh, introduce these two guys to you right now and tell you that they're not normally drinkers. And uh, tonight they've had some hand grenades and some hurricanes. Where's the guy who said, suck my Where's he? <laughs> anyway, these guys have had a couple of cocktails tonight. And uh, I was just thinking with a little bit of encouragement from you, I can maybe get them to shave their head. What do you think? <laughs> what do you Kevin. think we shave these guys' heads? In the morning. And then I guess they shaved their heads. So they did. And oh. they, they really did shave their heads. And they went on from there. As you heard from the tape, they went to the Bermuda Triangle and they mocked it. So that was the, they went in on a boat. And then they had some uh, recording gear and scuba stuff, and they, and they, uh, and, and, and they mocked the Bermuda Triangle. Then, so Omar, this is in 1991. This is in June of 91. Yeah. Because I started this month. Oh, the wow. The first time that I met Kevin and Bean. Oh, I'm, no. I'm they're sitting. Two huge white bald dudes. Sitting at my little table working for Maria, the producer. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it's 5, 10 in the morning. And the door opens, and two guys walk in with cowboy hats on, and they are—they <laughs> are eleven feet tall. They're eleven feet tall. They and, are and, and, like, and I'm sitting at this little low table. Yeah. And they roll in, and they take the hats off, and they hang them on something at Emily's desk, who is Mr. Weatherby's uh, assistant or Andy's assistant. Uh-huh. Now they're bald. They expose their bald heads, and I'm scared. <laughs> shit. They're crazy, bald-looking dudes, and I just was like, what did I sign up for? And that was my first day on the job as an intern. Wow. It's a sponsor time! Yes. <laughs> You're supposed to yell it with is. me. It's what time it is! What time it is! Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's right. Oh, our friends at Cromwell watch your back. And uh, bigger than ever before, ladies and gentlemen. So mm-hmm. here's the thing is that um, you got Valentine's coming up, right? Valentine's. Valentine's. Yep. Bean hates when people say Valentine's, right? Yeah. It's but almost as bad as, uh, you know, daylight savings him, time. yeah. Right? Valentine's. And girls are easy to get. There's a million things you can get. You can get jewelry. You can get dresses. You can get Well, mate, you could, <laughs> yes. But for guys, if you're if you're chicken. Oh, guys, you, it's easy. Butt plugs. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe hey, Cromwell, you, are you regretting coming back? <laughs> they are. They're like, why does it always have to be dirty sex talk when, when we go with, we want to talk about beautiful timepieces with Omar. Sorry. Dragging us through the gutter. But yeah, go get a watch for Valentine's Day for your man because that is a good gift and that, all of them are super affordable. Are we still doing the discount thing or is that we not are. happening no, anymore? We are. No, it absolutely is. Okay, it's so you enter, right enter, enter B team and you get it. By the way, these are like 200 watches, so 20% off of that is $40 off, which yes. would you get a, you get a nice watch for 160 bucks. They're local. If you order it, you're going to get it within like a couple of days, right? Yeah, they're in Orange, in Orange County. Yeah, yeah exactly. and then they, they have killer watches. The one I have is the Redondo Beach. I think Dave has the Santa Monica. I have the Santa Cruz. And you have the Santa Cruz. And yeah. all the watches are all named after like beach cities. But uh, check them out. All super quality. Like if you want well, a, they've got a, like one the, of those big got, watches. Yeah, they got the dress watches. So if you're like suit and tie action. Right. Or they've got the chunky like 50 millimeter watches that are... 
they're they're thicker, like half an inch thick. Right. They make they, more of a statement, or you have more, one exactly. more of, of, of a subtle, like dressy look, like you say. Yeah, exactly. yeah for sure. So, but I mean, look, when you're looking for your guy for a good present, this is it's affordable and they're really they're elegant. They're elegant watches, and you, you got to check them out. So, Cromwell Watch. Dot com. They've got the full list right there. You can order it right on the website. And my guess is it's going to take like a max of a couple of days to get you because they're coming from, from Orange County. Cromwell. Um, what time it is? What time it is? <laughs> I love that slogan. Yeah. Cromwell. Check them out. The good guys supporting yep. us uh, since day two. That's true. Omar, are we ready for So That Happened? Uh, we are. You're not going to believe this. So that, so that, so that happened. So that, so that, so that So that happened. So this is something that I did not hear that you told me about uh, just this morning. It just happened a couple of hours ago during. Uh, oh, it's today. The eight fifty. What's happening with Allie McKay? Uh, she was talking about friends possibly coming back for uh, uh, a reunion. A reunion, and Kevin lost his ass. He just he's over it. I mean, listen to this. We talked about that uh, Spice Girls reunion. What about a friends reunion? No. I'm so... I can't... I can't tell you how no. I mean... I just... There's not enough no. (laughs) Why is everyone so obsessed with friends? I don't get it. Come on! (laughs) Every single cover of People Magazine and Us Weekly. Stop it! <laughs> Crazy, right? All right, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, I wasn't prepared. I mean, for come that. on now. I mean, that's a lot right there. I don't like Friends either, but watching Kevin lose his ass was seriously. Oh, I'm starting to love Friends. I mean, come just on. to see this more. How well, obsessed can people be with I mean, Friends? And if you go back and watch it, does not hold up at all. But fine, it was fine. Take yeah. it easy. Okay, all right. Back to you. so he's on fire but you know what i can kind of like see that because what were you here all right i love friends all right i know you love friends yeah okay but there was a period in my life lightning where i'm not kidding i would leave work uh on time or early just so i could watch my friends episodes where leave work from here uh no not here it was it was it was probably my was it Denny's job? No, it was, it was probably my Sam Ash. You worked job. at Denny's. I work. I, yeah, I worked. Oh, we we got to get into that. At some I point. worked at Denny's. I worked at Sam Ash Music and K Rock all at the same time while going to junior high school. Oh. Jun- not junior high school. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> wow. Good. While going slave to slave labor, uh, dude. Yeah, it was. It was one of those things where I couldn't find a full time gig where it would pay me enough. Right. So I was doing all those things and going to college because yeah. I needed to get. I needed to get make some you know. Future yeah. for myself, and yeah. I just ended up sticking around. That's K-Rod. before you became the uh, Peruvian drug lord. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. <laughs> so here's the thing: in the in the '90s, what we were talking about earlier about K Rock and how the spirit of K Rock and kind of the the punk rock the aura of K Rock mm-hmm. that was no more true than with Kevin and Bean is that they railed against the man, and the man was friends. It was a situation comedy that was predictable. It was the stars were bigger than life. Dude, but and are it, Ross it, and it, Rachel going to end? Are they going to make it, it? Stop it. Are they going to get together? Stop it. And stop then it. Monica and Chandler, they end up boning and Come then they, they get married. Uh, just cut it out. Oh, my God. And I then mean, out of nowhere, then Joey and Rachel <laughs> hook up. What about Ross and his kid, Ben? Oh, my God. And then Ross's wife married a, le- a lesbian and they got all lesboed out. It's oh, crazy man. that you it's, know it's this. It's so crazy. I do. And, I'm and, not kidding. And they I were love making, friends. And it, we, they, made, they were making so much money and we were constantly besieged by the media telling us how much money they were making. They were reciting for $20 million a year, whatever they were making. And it was absurd. Whatever they were making, it wasn't enough. Because <laughs> oh, that's up. awesome programming. No. <laughs> no, I was there. I was with Kevin and Bean in studio all Always ragging on friends. And I got it. It was, we had like almost cartoon hate for friends because we were railing against popularity. Stuff that was ridiculously popular for no apparent reason. But Ross and and Rachel. Stop it. I'm going to (laughs) slap you. So I I feel Kevin's pain. You know, I don't want it back either. I just, my wife was a huge and like every girl I ever dated was, they were friends, fans. And I just, I don't know. I, 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 so I'm. I guess I kind of root for Kevin here. I'm glad he's the torch. And Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat. 
What are they feeding you? No. Remember that? The Smelly Cat song? No. Yes, I do, but I'm not going to so give you any love. All right. So that happened. <laughs> so that happened. So that happened. I can't believe you, Lightning. No, I'm, oh, not a, I'm not a Friends fan. My God. When Friends was on TV, I would leave the room. Wow. And I know people are like, oh, God, the Friends is the best. People are probably going to side with you on this, but I'm, I, I'm, on, I'm on Team Kevin with this. Oh. Sorry, dude. You're on Team Drunkie. I'm, te- I'm on Team Drunkie, <laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, that was a lot of us just jibber-jabbering, huh? <laughs> it's weird when Dave's not here. We're like totally off, we're off course. Totally off course. Yeah, <laughs> Dave's here. You know what? It's maybe because you haven't been out of the producer uh, biz for a little bit. Maybe. So Dave's like more on task. You got to stay on task. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. We went off the rails. But we, yeah. All right. Well, we ended up was, in the, uh, was okay, though. Let's do this again. No, 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 no. Here. Okay, Wait, you're going to do it again like no, this? No. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. We got we to gotta seem kind of... Kind of uh, uh, professional? Probably, yeah, a little professional. Okay. okay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, tune into the B team. No, not like oh, that. Not okay. like that. Not like that. Uh, keep those emails coming. Lightning at krock.com. <laughs> Omar at krock.com. Or uh, DJ Sanchez at krock.com. And, uh, you and I just pointed at You pointed at MTC. <laughs> or the Avro line, 333-520-AFRO. <laughs> the B team. Yeah. The B team. The B team. Oh, that's right. The B team. Baby. Baby. By the way, Omar, I want yeah. you to know... That this whole time yeah. I've been refraining from oh. taking my uh, pen and poking it right through your apple. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I don't know why you guys used to do that all the time. Anytime Omar would have fun. fruit or vegetables in it. the studio, we would take pens and pencils and sh- poke his uh, his his food. I would I would go I would go to the bathroom and I come back and. And, uh, granted, yeah, it was my bad because for after six months, out, yeah, yeah, for leaving food out, I, I I should know better. But <laughs> god damn it! All right, uh, bonus track time. Oh, he's a creep you can't ignore, girl. What are you gonna let me tap that ass? He had a tube in his eye. <laughs> You're just like a douchebag. You? No. You make all the girls cry. Zombies don't have sex, though, right? Um, well, I... You have Asperger's. People love good phone numbers. You make women want to hurl. Ooh, 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 ooh. Looking good. He'll speak very sexual. Are there any benefits at all, like with the ladies? So creepy and sexual. That you have two heads, two mouths? And beans are creepy. Right? Yeah. That was that was crazy. We're on the sausage hunt right now. Breathing heavy into his mic. Bean is so creepy. I'm not creepy. Bean's really the worst. I believe I'm gonna stick my fist up your Ask you to get naked. Is there any other kind of action in the film? Are you and Jason? I mean, is it? He wants to see your body. Uh, is it that kind of movie too? <laughs> this man is perverted. You have to excuse being uh, the pervert. He makes people nauseous. <laughs> whenever he's around. These two, I know they're nineteen because they're they're hella hot. He'll speak very <laughs> sexual. I need somebody to pee on me. Does anybody have to pee? So creepy and sexual. She has a boob out. That's all. That's I had to mention that. That's all. Not a winner, not a winner, not a winner.